good Italian job. Feeling good, Tommy boy. How are you, brother? Man, it's been it's been a full on American week. I exercised my right to vote on Tuesday here in North Carolina, one of the one of the handful of states that have the midterms. Um, saw a lot of F3 guys names popping up in some of those ballots, which is exciting to see guys are exercising uh, their their right to serve this country in some way, shape or form. So find the need, fill a need. Um, I'm like 6,000 plus Merkins into this stupid 10,000 Merkin May challenge. Uh, so that's been brutally horrible. I've got, in fact, as we count, uh, 3,485 Merkins remaining, and then I'm taking the rest of the year off. Uh, <laughs> what else is going on? You know, it's just never a dull moment. And as I'd like to say, any day north of topsoil is a great day. How about it's you? It's a bro? great day. You know, it's been a good week of workouts. I've incorporated a couple of new things because it's, I, I live close to I can run. I, well, I can run to workouts at some of these locations. And if you're, I mean, I'm, I'm a mile and a half from two different AOs. Why wouldn't I run to the workout, do the boot camp or the running AO and then run home? So what, what I'm learning is 65 degrees in the morning is awesome when you go for a walk. 65 degrees in the morning after running, it's hot. It's very hot. Southern humidity. Yes, yeah. it is. You're swimming. You get home, your face is beat red. Your wife says something like, uh, are you okay? Yeah, I'm just going to lay here for a little while. I'm going to lay on the air conditioning vent and cool down a bit. Uh, but and then today I had the, the privilege of chaperoning a field trip that my daughter and her class took to the zoo uh, down in Columbia, South Carolina. And those who are not from the South, Columbia is the hottest, the hottest place in the Carolinas. It just, the heat just sits there. But the cool thing is I'm standing at the, at the zoo waiting on the buses to show up. I look around, two other F3 guys also chaperoning. We could have ridden together. We didn't. But we could have because I didn't even know. But it just comes to show. I remember as chaperones when I was a kid, it was all moms. And what right. was cool is looking around, I see dads. And maybe it's the pandemic and people can work, you know, virtual, remote, that sort of thing. But it was awesome to see dads who were taking an interest in something like that. Now, tomorrow at field day, dads are going to be everywhere because the competitive juices are going to be flowing. There's but nothing to like go to dunking the zoo. over your four-year-old, right? I mean, that's exactly right. It's a fulfilling <laughs> moment in a guy's life when he can just double tomahawk jam one right in the face of his of his toddler. You do it now because at some point he's right. going to be he or she's going to be big enough to yeem it on you, and so take your wins <laughs> while you can, right? That's it, hundred percent. Well, so, you, yeah, you, you uh, you've had a fulfilling week. I've had a fulfilling week, uh, like you said. I hope that over the past two years that one of the lessons guys take away is invest in your kids, you know, to quote yep. you, my friend, kids spell love T I M E. That's and right. uh, there is no point in working yourself to the bone and missing out on all the little things that are actually the biggest things. So well said. Thanks brother. You, and you know, you, you mentioned that and it makes me automatically jump into, well, why are we, what are we talking about this week? And it's the, it's the topic that, you know, a lot of times you tune out because it's, it's something that feels a little bit hokey, but it's safety. It's safety yep. because if you want to be there for your kids, for your wife, for the future, the only way to be there is to, you know, survive a workout, watching out for your, yourself and watching out for your brothers. So it's the safety piece. So I'll toss it back to you so you can start us with, you know, how this thing's going to play out. 
Yeah, why don't we do this? Uh, you hear it enough, right? People may have already stopped the podcast, right? But for guys who have not, kudos to you because this is important. We're not going to bore you with this. Uh, this is going to be short, sweet, and to the point. IJ and I are going to just ping pong back and forth, topic from topic. Um, you'll be able to digest this one in no time flat. The why behind this episode to build off of what Italian Job just said is that as men who are designed and uh, sharpening iron in order to become virtuous leaders. The way that we succeed at doing that is with leading with love. And there's no better way to love on a guy than to make sure he is taken care of and that he is safe. So IJ, I'm going to start you off because you mentioned running. Um, yeah. A lot of guys are running and rucking into AOs, which is a great way to continue to sharpen. Um, but, but let's drill down on that first and then we'll get into the yeah. workout itself, itself. Well, I'll tell you what I've learned the hard way is you can't hydrate the day of, you know, if you are going to go for a long run or a run that you're not used to running, you know, if you're a mile man and that's your cap, if you're running five or six miles, it's a different beast. You're starting to get a little bit warmer you're sweating a little bit more this time of year, the humidity is high. So I would encourage you hydrate the day before, you know, throughout the course of the day, be hydrated. But I would say from the very beginning, before you even show up at an AO the day before, start your hydration process, drink some water. If you know that you go through electrolytes pretty fast, pretty hard, it's a good idea to have those uh, either with you on the long rucks, the long runs or pre and post. So I would just mm -hmm. say hydrate appropriately. So that's how I'll start it off. Now I'm tossing it back to you and we'll just ping pong back and forth. Perfect. And this one applies to both running uh, EC, running, rucking EC, but also uh, during workouts too. So this has a toe in each court, but always count off beforehand. Uh, even if you are a small group of EC runners, there's three guys verbally say out loud before you run. Okay, guys, there's three of us here. Uh, build that habit into the guys who may be new to EC running or rucking. Um, but definitely during a workout, count off. Uh, and, and if you want to instill leadership in other guys, make sure that somebody else is in charge of that number. Meaning, Hey, uh, I'll make up an F3 name. Hey, uh, spit bucket, you know, you're in charge of the fact that we've got 23 guys here this morning. Uh, immediately he's going to be thinking about that workout a little differently. Yeah. So you're counting off before the workout. And then at the end, you're counting off to make sure if you started with 23, you ended with 23. Uh, another piece, if you are planning a workout, not just a run, not just a ruck, but a boot camp. Identify those hazards beforehand. If you know that you're going on a trail run and you know where you're going is extra rooty, point that out. Hey, guys, we're going to be hitting some roots up here. If you're running and you come across uneven sidewalks, call it back. Hey, guys, uh, uneven sidewalk, cracking the sidewalk, um, manhole, you know, manhole cover, whatever it is. Identify those hazards, not only beforehand, like fellas, as part of the disclaimer, we're going to be going on uneven surfaces. But during the workout, identify those hazards to tell the guys, hey, heads up, it's coming. I really hope that there are a plethora of guys across F3 Nation and F3 Universe that are named Manhole, by the way. <laughs> manhole cover. That's just got to happen. It's got to uh, When it does happen, make sure you tag uh, at F3SWT on Twitter so we can all celebrate <laughs> that as a nation. Um, actually, uh, I'll, I'll combine the next two, my friend. Uh, if you're not running in a well-lit route, you know, if, you, if ideally we want you to pick a well-lit route. Uh, and if you can't find one for your EC or if it happened just to be a dark area in order to get you back to the shovel flag, please, please, please wear a headlamp, wear your blinkies, check your batteries, uh, assume that everybody on the road is texting while driving uh, just assume that and prepare accordingly right back at you 
Yeah, one of the things I like about that, I, there's some site queues that I know of that as the site queue, they'll have extra headlamps, which you can pick up at like Harbor Freight for like three bucks. Mm -hmm. Extra headlamps, extra blinkies, extra batteries, just some triple A's thrown in a, in the back of the car or something to have those in case a guy shows up and like, dude, my headlamp's busted, uh, whatever it is, just to have that. So during the run, uh, I like to say get lit. And by get lit, you're, you're wearing your blinkies. Uh, come to your run workouts. That's right. That's right. <laughs> reflective gear. You know, I, I will periodically on the way to a workout, I'll see. And by reflective gear, I don't mean just the backs of your shoes, <laughs> that one little piece, you know, on, on the heel of your shoe. I mean, things like uh, armbands, as simple as an armband. Some guys don't like to wear a vest. They feel constricted. So if you're not going to wear a vest, you know, maybe put a blinky on the back of your headlamp, put a blinky on your hat, uh, put some, some uh, reflective armbands, maybe even some of the ones that light up on your shoes. Uh, you just something that will make you more visible because TV, like you said, you got to assume that everybody who's on the road at five o'clock in the morning is on their phone, is half awake, if awake at all, or on their way home from someplace that they probably <laughs> should have been in bed several hours ago. Mm -hmm. So be as lit as you can be and by lit i mean well lit so guys can see you or folks can see you um have that reflective gear have some blinkies have your lights be seen and assume that folks can't see you when you're wearing your badass black f3 ninja costume where no one can see you anyway so put something on that's going to draw attention absolutely and to all of our f3 engineers out there go ahead and design a black uh badass black that is reflective uh, and you'll make 11 billion dollars in like a make, week just, uh, badass black with reflective logo on it how awesome would go. that be there you go i mean the that print works, is reflective. that works too absolutely and uh shout out to mud gear because they do have that reflective ink uh we just gotta keep that promoted um real quick too and this is going to resonate with anybody who has uh participated in a grill rock event watch out for each other when you come up on intersections um uh, assign a road guard you know whether it's a run or a ruck or you're just moseying around downtown or you anytime you cross a street uh or choose to do so while you're queuing assign a road guard uh it shouldn't be you uh you should assign guys because if it's always you then nobody else is going to learn how to take yeah. that leadership torch uh and by doing so you're instilling positive leadership uh examples in other guys so when you're coming up on a roll road Shout out car back, car left, car up, car right, whatever it may be, and assign a road guard to ensure that as leader, your packs is crossing safely uh, and moving on to the next phase of the workout or the run. So if you're doing a pre-run and you don't have, you're running by yourself, ideally you would run with a group of guys just because you're watching out for each other. But let's say you are running by yourself to get to the workout. You know, one of the things that I've learned is you want to make eye contact with the driver. If you're at an intersection, See, make sure they see you because a lot of times what happens is if a car is turning left, they're looking left, they're looking right, they figure out where they're going to go. You are not, you are not being visible or they see you coming. Okay, cool. And they look back to the right to make sure a car is not coming. They have now taken their eyes completely off of you and it's very common for them to pull out and strike you. So that's a good one. Run against traffic. That one just seems to make sense, right? So you can have a heads up. You know, there's nothing worse than running in the dark and hearing Ronnie Redneck and his, you know, V8 Silverado boiling down. You're just coming right out on your heels. You need to see what's behind you. And by behind you, I mean face traffic, face the traffic and run on the sidewalks. I know that sometimes it feels better to run on pavement, but cars, 
ain't looking for you on the pavement. So get on the sidewalk if you can. Yeah, they'll run on you. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and this one, yeah, real simple, run on the sidewalks, right? And then uh, for all you runner guys out there and, and running AOs, you know, those are blowing up like wildfire. I love seeing guys train and pushing one another for those CSOPs and other special events, mud runs, you know, what, what have you. Um, one of the things we're looking into, uh, and, and this may come to fruition, but uh, Road ID has a great product. You can slap one on your shoe. Uh, it's got all your pertinent information. Should something happen, uh, you know, pray that it doesn't, but it should, so should, should something happen, first responders are going to be able to see that thing. It's reflective. Uh, it's got all your contact information. We're going to put the link to their website uh, in the show notes, but Man, please wear a road ID if you are consistently running and training while running uh, or, or by running rather uh, and, and have some sort of ID, whether it's a bracelet or a, something that slaps on your shoelace, uh, but have it have it available so that anybody should something happen that comes upon you can help you out. So something that I encourage at least one person in your group to have is a cell phone. Because it does no good when you're two miles into a run and somebody has rolled an ankle or something hasn't gone well and you need to take care of them. And somebody now has to run two miles back to the car to get a cell phone. So I recommend at least one person in your group having a cell phone. That being said, if you are running with a cell phone and you have an armband, something that's kind of out of the way, uh, if you have an Apple phone, an Apple and iPhone product, there's something called medical ID. Or it's, it's, it's the emergency contacts that can be accessed from your phone, from your lock screen, the emergency section. If you set up, if you go under my health, you can set up kind of this medical piece with your emergency contacts. So if TB, if you fell out and I grabbed your phone without having your password, I can get into just that section. I can click on emergency. I can call your emergency contact without having to know your code to get into the phone. So that's something that you should set up. If you don't already have it, if you are having your cell phone with you, it's just a good idea to have, even if you're not running, you know, if you're involved in a car accident and you are unconscious, somebody can call your emergency contact. So I would recommend setting that up on your cell phone, the medical section on your cell phone. Yeah, uh, this one may ruffle some feathers. You know, I'm, I certainly know a ton of guys that uh, are pride themselves on their playlist starting to work out. Um, but I'm going to say it loud and proud, ditch the music. Uh, if and when you are running, especially if you're running by yourself, that's a, just a no bueno. Um, if you are in a traffic prone area, playlist blasting out of your beats pill or what have you is not a great idea. Uh, certainly not if you're in the middle of a neighborhood, because then you're going to have to worry about uh, everybody coming out to fight you. But uh, if it's not appropriate, when it comes to where you are geographically, ditch the music. And again, I can't say it enough. If you're running by yourself. There's no need to be thumping out some, some AirPods while you're running through downtown or next to a road. It's just not a good habit to get into. Yeah. You know, I love my, my music. I mean, it helps me fall into cadence, gets my steps where they need to be. If I do run with music, I've got um, these knockoff um, aftershocks. I got them on Amazon for like 25 bucks and it's bone conducting. So it, my ears are still open but I can listen and hear traffic. It's it, here's the crazy thing. This isn't just to hear cars coming. It's also things like some kind of a random dog that you don't know is coming until they're on your heels or a rabid animal, you know, just mm -hmm. plus, and then you're also dealing with folks who may want to do you harm. You want to hear them coming, hear these, these, these things that could cause you harm. 
it gives you a couple seconds head start to be prepared. So keeping your ears open. Um, we do this anyway, picking up the six. It's very important also when you're on a run. And what I mean by that is not everybody's going to run a sub seven mile. Not everybody's going to run a sub 10 mile and not everybody's going to run a sub 15 mile. So maybe you set an endpoint. All right, TB, we're running up to the intersection and the fast guys get there and then they come back and jog it in with the, here's the great thing about that. The fast guys are getting double the miles. Mm -hmm. They're running ahead, going to the, the point. They're coming back, running it in again. They've doubled their mileage and you're making sure that the guy in the sixth position is well taken care of, especially if he's an FNG, he's not left behind. I mean, after all, we leave no man where we find them and we leave, we leave no man behind. So you're always taking care of the six. So go and, and watch for your six and pick up the six. Yeah. Uh, you said something that made me think of something and now I've almost lost it. A, uh, keeping with the trend of the day, Bone Conductor, another solid FNG name. Solid. That Just is money. <laughs> let us make this happen. Let us make this happen. Um, yeah, definitely pick up the six. It's 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 what we do. Uh, watch out for your guys in heat stress. This one specifically comes out of today. You know, IJ, you talked about it at the top of the cast. Uh, it, it's getting humid here in the South. You know, it's getting hotter and hotter uh, in the Northern hemisphere. Uh, be very cognizant of what that does. Cause it may not feel hot, but that humidity is going to be sucking all that moisture out of your body. Um, so just be aware of your environment. Situational awareness is cannot be underscored enough. Be aware of your situation. Keep an eye out for uh, know the signs a, eh? but keep your eye out for guys who might be suffering through heat stress, heat exhaustion, Heat stroke. IJ, I know you've got a great tip for that one. Yeah. So here's the thing. You know when you're not feeling right, but since we're all so proud and we're not going to say, hey, TB, I, I'm, not, I'm not feeling well, it's your job to watch out for your brother. And here's some ideas of what heat exhaustion looks like. If someone is faint or dizzy, I mean, you can tell when something's they're looking off in the distance or all of a sudden they start getting wobbly. Um, headaches. Uh, just it, all of a sudden it hits you a uh, heavy, heavy sweating. If they're irritable, which I don't know, it's five o'clock in the morning. I'm pretty irritable sometimes. Uh, <laughs> a weak and rapid pulse, shallow breathing, pale, cool, and clammy skin, uh, nausea or vomiting, and muscle cramps. These are all symptoms of heat exhaustion. So the treatment for that, this is heat exhaustion, which is on the lesser scale. The treatment for that is have someone kind of lie down in a cool shaded area, um, drink water. If the, if the person is not feeling well, but they're conscious, give them some water to drink. Use caution when that person stands up. They might be a little bit, a little bit weak in the knees, um, but you've got to watch out for the guy. If he's looking off, look out for that. So that's the, the symptoms of heat exhaustion. Now, heat stroke is the big one. That's the one that can alter your life or actually end your life. So heat exhaustion can lead to heat stroke. Now the symptoms on that are a little bit different. All of a sudden you stop sweating. You're no longer sweating. You've got a pulsating headache. You're got the hot, red, uh, dry skin. Um, nausea or vomiting continues, uh, strong, rapid pulse confusion. Where am I? What am I doing here? Who are you? Convulsions, uh, could lose consciousness. Now that's a bad, this is one of those that could really cause some long-term effects you want to cool the, the person by any means necessary. I mean, that could mean a cool cloth on, on the neck. It could be pouring water directly on someone's warm body. 
um, you know, wrap in a cold, wet towel, uh, sponge the victim with cool water. Now you got to keep in mind, this is worst case scenario. This is most likely not going to be the case at a, an early morning gloom workout. But Tommy boy, you know, as well as I do, we've got some midday workouts. Now we've got some after 5 PM workouts where the heat is still high. You know, these things could, could take you out. So it's watching out when you're not feeling well to sit down and tell somebody, Hey, I, I'm not feeling all right. I need to sit down, be proud. Don't be too proud to, to admit it, but also when we are being too proud, watch out for that guy who's just not right and look out for him. Yeah. And this is the only anecdote I'll share because <clears throat> I said I wasn't going to share anecdotes, but this reminded me uh, there's a guy here in Natville that's a, a, an excellent runner, 630 average miles on a slow day. Um, came out to a, a Saturday boot camp from seven to eight o'clock, pushed it to his limits on the run back, completely seized up. Uh, scary situation. Um, the queue, thinking ahead, had actually a cooler of ice down little, I call them grenade bottles of water. Yep. Um, so we knew exactly where they were, grabbed them, doused them, carried them in, um, crisis averted, right? But because we followed those steps, we knew the signs. You know, I, the reason we're doing this and trying to rapid fire and not bore you podpaxers is because, again, it's super important. And if we're going to be good stewards of our community, it means we have to be good stewards to our fellow man. And uh, when we're in the gloom, that does not change. We're pushing each other to be the best we can be. Part of that is situational awareness. And part of that is just being a good host. So if you're queuing, we hope you digested that. In fact, uh, when we tweet this out, when you find us on Twitter, again, hot plug, at F3SWT, we're going to include a quick breakdown on some of the signs of heat exhaustion and heat stroke. But our hope here is that you, you heard us, you're, you're, you took notes, and if you didn't, re-listen, but uh, be the steward of safe working out. We talked about form last week and the safety around that, and, and when you're safe with your form, you're going to experience better dividends in your output based on what you put in the right way. Same way with when you come out to an AO, you practice a little bit of safety, which again, can't tell you enough how safe it is, and if you doubt me, Give Slaughter a call. Let him tell you about safety because that's the guy who was the steward of safety when I first started, uh, and it never left me. Uh, we could tell you all day about horror stories that have happened across the nation because we just weren't ready, and we're better yeah. than that. We're called to break the status quo, and if the status quo is to be lazy about safety, I'm not even going to begin to tell you what happens because of that. Yeah. Be the asshole that reminds guys to wear the hat be, or, or wear the lamp or stay out of the sun or ditch the music or get up on the damn sidewalk while we're running. Cause this is a busy traffic area. Um, you're just leading with love. IJ, uh, challenge worth trying. And I'm throwing that at you. Out of yeah. The blue. So I'm going to throw one out there that is, this challenge is not something you can just do tomorrow. This is a challenge that would maybe take a little bit of extra trying and a little bit extra effort. I know some regions will contact their local YMCA or local group and, and put together a CPR training or a first aid training. And basically, I will tell you one region in particular that I know about because I participated was in Rock Hill, South Carolina. The Rock region reached out to the local YMCA and said, hey, um, is there any way we could get CPI or CPR certified and first aid certified? And they said, yes, there's a cost associated with it. Uh, but we've got a day of service. If you guys could come spend a few hours, paint some doors, clean up the playground area, we can waive those fees. Mm -hmm. And so 
the guys, we came and, and did full CPR certification. It was a full day. We had CPR certification and first aid training. And then a Saturday at a later date, we came back and we cleaned up the grounds of the local YMCA. So I guess that challenge we're trying is consider someone, maybe your whole SLT, maybe your whole region, just opening up and, and offer, see if you can work with your local uh, fire department, police department, your local EMT, your local YMCA, and see if there's a certification program you can get for CPR or first aid, as you hear about it sometimes, and it's happened at some of our workouts. Somebody has fallen out, and the reason that they're still here today is because someone stepped in and, and started picking up the CPR that they had learned at work or learned however they learned it, but they knew it. And, uh, Dude, and so I, I would encourage that. Yeah, I freaking love that. So backstory, I uh, used to work for the American Heart Association. I could tell you this, uh, because of a very tragic story, a very great thing happened. Um, there was a law that was passed that to graduate high school, you have to know CPR. Uh, my eighth grade 2.0 just came home today. Uh, he is now, uh, he is trained in, and has his certification in CPR. Doesn't mean that you're a first responder trainer, but every major hospital uh, across the country, across the world really has a community outreach director. Uh, and I love the concept of partnering service towards them as a quote unquote payment for you guys to go out there and get trained properly in CPR. You can watch a YouTube video and all that stuff. And that's important. There's some steps that are omitted for the common man and we're not common men. So go out there, partner up with somebody because that's what we're supposed to do is invigorate community leadership, learn CPR, pay it back by grabbing a paintbrush or pushing a lawnmower and get it done. Can't yep. stress it enough. Yep. So TB, uh, I'm heading out of town this weekend to a town that doesn't have F3. So uh, I'm going to be spending some time. That's right. So Towson outside of Baltimore, you're on notice. We're coming for you. Uh, so yeah, I'll be out of town this weekend, spending some time with some friends and some family. So looking forward to being there, but it has been a pleasure as always spending time with you today. Hope you enjoy the rest of your week and that you uh, you're doing some hard stuff and making things happen. Yes, sir. That's what it's all about. Do hard things. And the harder things aren't so bad after all. Uh, Pax Nation, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on Twitter at F3SWT. We'll see you on the Slack channel. We'll probably see it in your neighborhood if you're watching your, your six. Uh, and at the end of the day, be good, but be good at it. Uh, Love you guys. Love you, man.